Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show with your hosts, Jesse McCullough and Nick Dorch. We will talk quality of healthcare and explore what that actually means. Let's dig into performance measurements, the equip platform, and maybe de-stress and divert from the pharmacy conversation with occasional talk about nerdy passions and hobbies. Without further ado, here's Jesse and Nick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse McCullough, and as always, I'm joined by Nick Dorich. Nick, how are you doing today, my friend? Happy to be back for another episode, Jess. Thanks for asking. Hey, you know, uh, to the listeners, uh, we're actually taking a day. We are actually on site at some meetings in Pittsburgh, and uh, we have so many members of the team here that we just want to bring to you uh, to introduce uh, and uh, this episode is not going to be an exception. We may not release these in the order in which we record them. Uh, and we may also not release this episode at all because, because we are in Pittsburgh uh, and the weather is unusual in December. No more do we hit the record button than uh, torrential downpours start on the roof. So uh, uh, we hope that that's not too distracting for you if you can hear that uh, with us today. But uh, in today's podcast, we wanna talk more about quality in pharmacy and healthcare and as an additional way that we interact with pharmacists. And one of the ways we do that is through our Equip platform. And Nick, you've been around, you've been with Equip for a long time. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, we, we started this series about PQS and about quality measures and how pharmacists can use this information and this data. Uh, but somebody has to use that data. We have to get people involved. And and as, as we were game planning and figuring out, well, what do we talk about next in this series? It kind of you know, hit me and, and us in our conversation. We need to talk more about the people and the interactions that, there that go to that. So I, I think with that, we need to bring in some of the other members of our staff, particularly some of the people that are interacting with pharmacists day in and day out. So I think for today, let's bring on Amanda. All right, very good. We're gonna bring in and introduce you, the podcast listener, to Amanda Maluku. Now, Amanda is our customer support specialist. And just so you know, whenever you log into Equip or you're on the Equip page and you see that support button in the corner and you click that and you send your message off, there is an actual real life human being on the other end of that. And that person is Amanda. She will respond to you and she interacts with you. Uh, and and we, we were so, so uh, happy to have her. So uh, uh, Amanda is here in the studio with us this afternoon. So Amanda, welcome. Thanks for having me here. I was really excited to have the invite. Well, absolutely. We could not be doing this podcast and be intera interacting with our uh, uh, pharmacy friends out there and not include you because uh, you arguably spend uh, as much time, if not more, than anybody else on, in the entire staff uh, communicating with pharmacists. You do that on a daily basis. And uh, I think we can use that as our jumping off point here today. Uh, we'll just jump right into some questions. What do you like most about working with pharmacists? Good question. So my absolute favorite thing about specifically my role in this company is I love to call pharmacists and talk to them on the phone and walk them through the process of how to improve their scores and equip, uh, to measure confusions, to how to even log in. I've helped with that over the phone. Um, my favorite part is just those aha moments and I kind of work until I can get those. And if I can't get those, then I'm not going to be happy with it. So then I have to triage it somewhere else till we get that moment. And that's kind of what I, what I like the most about working with pharmacists is that they ask a lot of questions 
they're very to the point and direct. And that makes it much easier for me to do my job. So it's all around a very good experience just learning those things. So um, I'm sure many of our pharmacist listeners are probably nodding in agreement around the description for how pharmacists uh, act. And, and uh, while every pharmacist is different, and I know, you know myself, I went to one school, Jesse, you went to a, a different school. But I think as you and I have just talked, we notice similar traits across many parts. It's certainly a certain mindset. Um, and we're going to talk more about that, I think, uh, with some of these details. But Amanda, you've been in your role for the company now for, for quite a while. Um, and through that time, it's been, you know, different months, different times of the year, pharmacists have different ideas, different thoughts, um, or just programs have changed. Um, so with that consideration, I think I'd be interested to hear, um, what have you seen pharmacists do that have changed their approach to quality improvement and how they utilize some of this information? So I get a lot of questions on, usually when people first open up their quick platform, they look at it and say, well, what do I do now? And it's usually in those moments that you know that they probably need a little bit more help because maybe it's not as intuitive. It depends on where they're coming from. So it, it really, they, they change in the sense that some are more interested in the outliers themselves and working on those outlier lists. Some are more interested in specifically like plans and Humana working with the My Programs tab, which both are, are different approaches, good approaches, but it, it really varies on the pharmacist, on the pharmacy, the needs of the patient, the outcome. You know, there's, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but um, I try to let them direct me and then see what helps them. And then from there, I give my suggestions. And you see a lot of different, a lot of different outcomes, but usually a really positive outcome from just working on those things with them. So you actually see a number of different philosophies come through. So oh, yes. It's just like personalities, how different people are. It kind of shows in those, in those ways as well. And, and I know when I need to really help someone versus I'm just directing them where they need to go. I let them leave me. So, so that's good. That's yeah. good because you know, that I think that's what helps you get that better connection. And to, to your uh, previous comment, uh, you love that aha moment. And yeah. while you don't get to see it, you at least get to hear it. And uh, those of us uh, that have had aha moments, right. Uh, with, with patient care, uh, you know, for those of us that are parents with childcare, uh, you, you know, where, wherever it turns out to be, that's to, to me, that's one of the biggest highs you can get is, is being able to help somebody uh, to turn the lights on for somebody and, and to hear somebody say, I see, right. To me, that's, that, that, that that's, that, that, that's tremendous. So Amanda, we have you here and, uh, this is a different format, right? Normally you're, you're communicating with, with a pharmacist or a pharmacy one-on-one, -on -one. but in this environment, you have the opportunity to, to, to just address a number of pharmacists and a number of pharmacies all at once. And I think I would be remiss if we didn't give you the opportunity here on this platform. You know, from, from your perspective, what would you provide as a best practice or something that you see the best pharmacies, what are they doing to improve? Yeah, so the best pharmacies, are usually the ones that are sending me the most questions. That is definitely, that, that means that they're engaging with the platform the most and we love the questions because then we know 
what are they asking? What are they confused with? But the best practice that I've, and in my experience that I've noticed is typically those who are working down their outliers, um, like with the actions tab, they, they often use those, those, uh, those lists so that they can keep up and figure out month to month what is going on with this outlier. Why are they an outlier? Or if they notice a new one, they'll know that they're new because they're not completed in their list. So they can take action as soon as they hit the list. Um, I think keeping up with, with those as well as understanding the measures themselves and what are we measuring? Because we see cholesterol, PDC, but what does that mean? And that, that matters. What are the exclusions? Those things matter. And the pharmacists who take the time to read those things, to look at the videos, to engage with us because we are a resource, um, I think those are the ones that really tend to do better on, on equip than maybe some others that maybe aren't as involved in equip and, and aren't as keen on asking for the help that they might need. So. So I'm, I'm, based on that description, I'm thinking that some of those pharmacies that utilize those best practices may already have you on speed dial. <laughs> some, <laughs> some definitely have my phone number, and that's absolutely fine because well, I like to talk, so it's absolutely <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, that's a great uh, point, and I, I love the comment there for the pharmacies and how they're understanding the data, the measures. Um, we, we talk a lot about it internally or even with pharmacies, right? Where if they don't look at it for two or three months, um, there's a lot that you can forget in two or three months. A lot changes. Um, the easy example that I give is just, okay, right now it's, you know, football season, right? If you don't pay attention to football season in two or three months, that would be, you know, before the season in this case, the teams you thought at the beginning that were going to be good, very different than what they are now three months into the season. And quality measures are a lot of the same way. If you don't pay attention to it for a while, the adherence for those patients can change. The factors impacting it can change um, a lot. So that's really a great point, Amanda. And I love that uh, there's that realization that we that we get from pharmacies that makes a difference. Um, so I, I think what we're going to look at, and this is something where we may get into it as far as uh, a talk here for the three of us. But um, final question that I have, and uh, Jess and I are both pharmacists. You are not. Um, and that's perfectly fine because we love pharmacists. Pharmacists do a lot of great things. But we have a specific skill set. There are other skill sets that others have and that they can contribute to help pharmacists improve patient care and be a part of that process. But from your perspective, um, what do you think pharmacists do best? What, what do you think is their strong suit? Sure. Um, in my experience, I think a lot of pharmacists want all of the details and they want it in a concise format. They tend to ask the very direct questions, as I said before, but that just means that they want to learn more and that matters. They want as much information consolidated as quickly and as accessibly as possible. And I appreciate that because I can be the same way. Um, I mean, in addition to that, I mean, they, and this might be a little bit of a generalization, but I've noticed that they, they care a lot about their equip scores. They care a lot about all the things that we do. So when I get calls or I call a pharmacy, when I know that you know there's confusion or there's something that's really bothering them about our platform, they're more than willing, when given the opportunity, to give us all the suggestions that we need here. And whether 
the pharmacists know that or not, but I take those and I write them down and I keep them in my list and I share it on our meetings and I try to, you know, explain how and advocate for those pharmacists because they are end users and they, they matter, their voice matters and we can't change everything in a day, but the fact that they're vocal and that they care and they're passionate about these things gives me a reason to be all of those as well. So. Yeah, I, I feel like you're reading my mail, um, <laughs> Amanda. I really do. I, I mean, because that is, pharmacists, you know, we, we are sort of wired, uh, especially in the community setting, and, and not, not that this doesn't happen in any other setting for pharmacists, but we strive for that perfection, right? Do we, you know, we 99% uh, right is 100% wrong, you, you know, when you, when you look at that. So that's what we're, what we're going for, and we are passionate about that. We, we find a lot of our value. Uh, our, our self-worth in, in, in that. And so that's what we, uh, uh, that's what we strive for. And so I think that's, um, I think that's a pretty good uh, uh, place for me to end. I don't know that I have, I, I don't know that I can come up with a question to top that. Nick. Uh, so thank you for that, Amanda. Very much appreciate that. Yeah, I would certainly reiterate. It's been really, I'm really glad we had you come on the podcast here, Amanda, and I'm sure that we'll have you uh, come back again and do this. Um, because three months from now, you, you had great insights for here and today, but uh, I'm sure if we had talked to you three months ago, you might have had, uh, you still would have talked about how great pharmacists were, but you might have had different thoughts on best practices, right? And if we do it in three months from now, there may be new best practices, right? There may be new common questions. So um, from my perspective, really appreciated having you on, and we'll look forward to having some of your insights the next time we have you on board. It's my pleasure and appreciate working with pharmacists and keeping me due to improve patient care. Very good. So thank you, uh, Amanda. Thank you, Nick. I uh, appreciate both of you taking the time here to be on the podcast today. Uh, but because I'm thanking people, I need to make sure that I take a moment and thank you, the listener. Uh, very much appreciate you taking your time to be with us today. We recognize that your time is your most valuable commodity. We appreciate you uh, investing that time here with us today. I do want to ask a couple of favors of you here before, uh, before we, we, we close down for the day. The number one thing I want to ask you to do uh, is to help us get the word out about our podcast. So I'm going to ask you to share this podcast with two of your friends, because if you share with two friends and they share it with two friends, that really helps us get the word out about what we're doing here. Uh, I also want to encourage you to take a moment uh, to uh, subscribe to this podcast, wherever it is that you're getting your podcast. Take that moment, click the subscribe button just so that you can get our content. It's our intent to come at you very regularly and keep you up to date with what's going on here uh, in the world of uh, performance measurement in pharmacy. We also want to hear from you. Amanda was talking about uh, talking to pharmacists all the time, but we want to hear from you. What are some questions that you have for us that you would like Nick and I to tackle on a uh, future podcast here? If you have a question that you would like us to look at, please send us an email at info at pharmacyquality.com. Again, that's info at pharmacyquality.com. So Nick and I come at you here about once a week uh, so that we can share our perspectives and our insights on what's happening in the performance measurement space. And we want to help you become as effective as possible in how you care for your patients. So until next time, we wish you well.